Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. three the pimps the players the hustlers the people that bust them and everybody else in between well we've had a fun uh, time so far this evening running the call the quickest 108 minutes in sports talk radio we've got another guest to join us still dan favalli from the bleacher report we'll step up and then we'll talk nba basketball with dan uh we'll get back to the um to the skills competition get you caught today with all the numbers and the angles and the picks and all this we we're talking about the world baseball classic sort of looking at angles and uh, and futures. Uh, we were talking about Japan is the play. Angelo Zara from pickwise.com just joined us. He said um, Austin, 14-1 to 1 in MLS. And uh, he's a sharp soccer better, Angelo. He's like one of the senior editors, soccer editors at Pickwise and Picks over there. Pickwise.com is a good site. I saw our boy Jared Smith uh, posted on Twitter. Uh, he said, bittersweet. Um, I'm no longer with Pickwise, so I don't know. I don't know what that means. I assume I, I probably got a. You know, I'm assuming he's going to pop up somewhere else uh, right now. We wish him the best of uh, luck uh, moving forward. So yeah, you know what? We're sort of it's the calm before the storm. We got the XFL coming up here, guys, uh, this weekend, and we're on Arlington. We told you to get on this early. The number has moved. We got in. Uh, we put 500 bucks on this game two nights ago. As soon as the numbers came out, it was minus 125 on the money lines, minus 155 right now, right? Everybody's betting Arlington. Now, you guys heard me say a bunch of times about the unders in week one of these new leagues, but the thing is, the odds makers caught up, all right? They got burnt. The odds makers got burnt for like the first month of the season with unders in the Alliance Football League, all right? And then they got burnt with, with, with unders in the first couple of weeks of the XFL last time. Then they got burnt again with unders in the first month or so of the USFL, right? So there's been two, you know, the Alliance League, um, USFL, and two XFLs. They got burnt four times, 
right, with the with people with sharps betting the unders early in the season, and they said not again. We're not we're not getting beat five times, right? What did I say? I said, well, I got to see the totals before I can start endorsing unders. I, I can't just blindly say it. And if you remember, I said, well, I like the unders as long as they're not like thirty three and a half or something, and they basically are, right? So, and they set them low, man. They set them low to scare people like us off, and people still bet the under. They still bet it, and this isn't like public money, right? You know, NFL, everybody's betting, right? Like, literally, there were over 100 million betting transactions for the Super Bowl legally. XFL, this is like diehards and, like, you know, people betting money on this stuff. Level three. Stop. He's already dead. Just stop. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people to bust them, and everybody else in between. Gonzaga evidently did not like losing to uh, to Loyola Marymount as uh, they rolled into Los Angeles uh, tonight. Final score: one hundred eight to sixty-five. A th- you know, complete thrashing. The definition of a thrashing: one hundred eight points. I mean, these guys put like an NBA score up uh, on the board. I am Gabriel Moranzi, speaking of the NBA. Dan Favalli from the Bleacher Report will join us a little bit later on in the program. Final hour of the show. We call it Level Three. And uh, quickest 180 minutes in sports talk radio. Tonight is no exception. It's absolutely just flown by. We got the night started tonight with a couple of uh, wins in the NASCAR duels. We actually pick winners in both duel races. Now, if I could pick the winner in the, in the Daytona 500 uh, right now, that would be freaking epic. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure on uh, now that we're two for two. Um, we are looking forward to XFL kickoff and we spent a lot of time talking about xfl totals and about uh, alliance league totals usfl totals and these new leagues and how the the games go under the number and years ago um when the alliance league came out the unders were killing it for like the first four or five weeks of the season before they adjusted when the xfl came back a couple of years ago the unders were killing it to start the season when the usfl started last year the unders were killing it to start the season Yet they used to set numbers at like 45 and a half and 43 and a half and 44s and a half. They're not playing around. The Vegas Vipers and the Arlington Renegades total is 36 and a half uh, right now. And, you know, dare I say, although risky, we're now into like, okay, okay. You're going to set the numbers like this? We're going to beat you still. We'll bet the over. You guys want to over adjust? Over adjust. Because they've over adjusted, right? Come on, man. 2017 gets us there. Now, the thing is with the XFL, there are a couple of different rules as far as like where key numbers might not be as key. But the fact is, they really don't do very many crazy things in the XFL. Like you could kick a, an extra point for one, you could go for two, or you could go for three from the 10 yard line. Teams never do it unless they absolutely positively have to, though. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. 
jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio, and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Level 3 continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morenci. Dan Favalli from the Bleacher Report will join us a little bit uh, later on. Talking XFL football right now. Taking a look at the updated numbers. We told you to take Arlington earlier in the week. It's up to minus 155 right now. They were minus 1.5. It's up to 3. Arlington is a very trendy pick. And rightfully so, to be honest. Right, right, Rightfully so. I said this before, I say it again, this is the best collection of talent that the XFL has ever assembled before, and it's the third incarnation of their league. Vegas have some talent on their football team, but there's more continuity with the Arlington franchise, with the coaching staff, and they're deep. They did a great job. Some some coaches, when they're doing this, right, and the, you know, the... the, the the player personnel directors of the teams when they're drafting players, they think, oh, look, he's played in the NFL. Or, you know what I mean? Like, like bigger names doesn't always equate success. And the Arlington football team is basically a USFL, XFL, Alliance League all-star team. Like, they literally have, like, the best players at every position in these leagues, right? If, you know what I mean? They got the dude from Birmingham, the running back. Right from from the USFL, or they they got the quarterback, right? Like they've they basically plucked everybody. They kept some guys from the XFL. You know what I mean? They did a great job assembling this roster. It's deeper uh, than Vegas. This game is the first game up. Um, this game is on uh, ABC Saturday, three o'clock Eastern. So the total is thirty six and a half. It's not only listen. They want it to be an offensive league. But there's there's a level to this, right? Where you know new teams, you know they can struggle defense ahead of the curve and stuff. It's it's tough to score. You know you're just getting used to playing. It's the first game. You haven't played a game in a couple of years. Some of these guys in the XFL. But without being stated, if you look at the coaches and basically the you know the coaches and the offensive coordinators 
there's a lot of nut job, sort of just like all-in, psycho offensive guys. June Jones is the offensive coordinator. Look forward to speaking of Coach Reinbold again. Um, Coach Reinbold, of course, was with us uh, last week on Media Row. Great, it was a great interview. Um, so, yeah, Coach Reinbold, of course, was with uh, June Jones in Hawaii and at uh, SMU, Hamilton Tiger Cats. June Jones is, you know, any league, June Jones loves football. So June Jones is the offensive coordinator of the Seattle Sea Dragons. And the head coach is Jim Hazlitt. So they got a, you know, they got a couple of former head coaches in the NFL as their coaches. Not bad, right, as far as preparation is concerned. And they're, they're going to out-coach some of these guys. So, and I was going to say, so June Jones isn't your offensive coordinator to run the ball. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You didn't hire June Jones in the XFL to be conservative. We were talking about it last night with Ian Cameron uh, about XFL and uh, about how Orlando Orlando told their quarterbacks and their wide receivers, get ready to run because we're throwing deep and we're going to go deep like early and often in these games. Like they, they're not hiding it. Like they publicly said, yeah, yeah, we're going to attack. We're throwing bombs. We're trying to score <laughs> like, right? like they're going for it. Like I said, there's a lot of the personnel. Thing is, with I think Arlington, Bob Stoops is gonna. Bob Stoops wants to win. So let you know, XFL futures. I personally think the best two teams. I think Arlington are the team to beat, and I think Seattle are gonna be damn good. Number one, Seattle will have a good fan base. They, you know, the Seahawks are big, but they, they'll, they'll support this. Right, they 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 like the siege. They, they they'll go to this. You know, you see the Seattle Sounders have good attendance. Like Seattle is a good sports town for for events like this. You know, they'll they'll the the Sea Dragons have been there before, so there's already sort of a built-in. Oh yeah, the Sea Dragons, right? Listen, they like to go smoke a bunch of weed and drink a bunch of beer and watch a football game for twenty-five bucks. And why not? We did the same thing at uh, MetLife Stadium for the New York Guardian games. <laughs> Great time. Like I said, the tickets are like 20, 30 bucks or whatever. It's cheap to get in. You sit wherever you want, right? You sit in a lower bowl and uh, you put a bunch of money on the game and it's a lot of fun. So, you know, this, the, uh, the totals are just too low. So I get that some of these offenses could struggle a little bit. You just sort of want to be on the right side. We always tell people you got to put the same amount on all these games all the time. So that's why I sort of so I put 500. I'm going to go 500 a unit. We got a nickel on Arlington so far. I'm this close, and I'm holding my fingers close together for those of you on the radio. <laughs> um, I'm this close to taking the over in the Vegas-Arlington game. But I was going to say, like Houston and Orlando, this one, we got to go over here. Like, this is going to be a track meet. You've got two teams, quarterbacks, just everything's going to be bombs away in this game. And it's only 35 and a half, man. Like, we're not asking for a lot of points here when you get to 35 and a half. I get it. It's a new league. I get it. It's week one. I also get it 35 and a half that, like, 2016 gets us there. So as it is now, Arlington's the best bet for me. I played him on a money line. I lean Vegas, Arlington over. I actually like the overs because they're so small now. 
I think Houston will beat Orlando. They are also minus three right now. They're minus 150 on the money line. I think Houston's going to beat Orlando. Um, I won't bet the unders here. They're just too light. Except we'll get to Sunday. So Saturday's games. Saturday's games. Uh, First game up, ABC. They get the big-time launch. ABC, Saturday at 3 o'clock Eastern. Take the Arlington Renegades on the money line is the best bet. I think the game's going to go over, but the best bet is, uh, and we'll go over this again tomorrow, but the best bet is Arlington money line, but I think the game's going to squeeze over that 36-and-a-half. That's at 3 o'clock Eastern, ABC Television. Orlando Guardians and the Houston Roughnecks, 8.30 Eastern, Saturday night, ESPN and FX. Also available on ESPN Plus and Fubo TV. And in fact, every game in the XFL is available on ESPN Plus and Fubo, Fubo TV. And uh, also be, they'll also be on uh, linear television as well. So uh, the Saturday game, Vegas, Arlington, 3 o'clock ABC. Orlando, Houston, ESPN, FX. So that's at 8.30. I like Arlington. I like the two Texas teams here, but I like Arlington more. And you know what? I think both games are actually going to go over the number. St. Louis and San Antonio is an interesting game. This one, this this is a battle, this one. And for whatever reason, when I looked at this, I'm like, you know what? I'm not betting just all four unders. I look at this, I'm thinking, you know what? The Saturdays look like overs to me. And St. Louis and San Antonio, I can see turning into a battle and like being lower scoring. So I'm leaning the under in this one, like 17-16 or something like that. It just stays under the 36 and a half. That's Sunday, 3 o'clock Eastern. And that game is also on ABC. So ABC have a game on Saturday and Sunday at 3 o'clock. And then Sunday night football, nothing wrong with that. We're going to come on after the game. Sunday night football, Seattle Sea Dragons at the D.C. Defenders. I think Seattle are going to beat them. I've got to dig in on this St. Louis-San uh, Antonio game, but my gut instinct tells me San Antonio win the game. I think people are buying in A.J. McCarron and stuff, but I'm not. I think San Antonio plus two and a half is probably the play and the under. And as I stated, I don't think D.C. are going to be very good. I think Seattle roll them. Seattle Sea Dragons. This is sports rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. 
There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. This is Portrait. I am Renzi. I really am a psychopath, too, because you know what? I was just thinking. (laughs) I don't know, man. I've turned into like a late-night shopper, Matthias, which I've got to stop doing, Um, which I've never done before. Like, I've never been like a big sort of let's buy thing guy like this. I'm like, I don't know what the hell do I want that for. I don't need that. Like, now I'm like, you know what? I think after the show, I'm going to order an Arlington Renegade football jersey. <laughs> I was thinking, I'm going to bet a bunch of money on their future. I'm going to be all in. Arlington Renegades. I'm in, Texas. Let's roll. I like Bob Stoops. I think Bob Stoops is going to win the championship. Like I said, I think Seattle and uh, Arlington. I don't know if there was a promo. I heard our boy Joe Lisi. Was he ripping Ben? He goes, oh, I'll fade Ben DiNucci in any league, I think he said. I disagree. I think Ben DiNucci is going to be good in the XFL. Ben DiNucci didn't suck. He just If his name wasn't Ben DiNucci, people wouldn't really remember him. But since his name was DiNucci, everyone remembers. <laughs> what the hell you want from the kid? Right? Like, hey, he played in the end. What do you want from him? But I think Ben DiNucci is going to be good uh, in the XFL. He's throwing the football to Josh Gordon. Uh, as well. So Seattle have some talent. Same thing. Seattle have pretty good management. Like they know what they're doing. So, uh, and like I said, June Jones is their offensive coordinator. So I expect, I expect good things from Seattle, but I think some of these other teams, they're not gimmick teams, but at the same point in time, whatever, dude, like if you're the coach of Orlando, how the hell do you know you're going to throw the ball so much? Like you got to let the game, you know what I mean? There's some of these teams. I think they're just going to be like, you know, like Houston and Orlando, I think these two teams are going to just be bombs away against each other. So, but I think I think Arlington and Stoops, Stoops is a winner. I think Stoops wants to win the championship. That's what I'm getting at. I think Stoops is like I'm. I'm not. You know, I'm Bob Stoops. I'm in this thing to win this thing. I want to win a championship, and I want to win the XFL championship. And I think they're all in. And I, you know, I think they're going to play winning football, sound football. I think Bob Stoops. One thing, if you remember about the last league, and it's hard. I always get these leagues confused, but I, you know, guys know I watch them all religiously. Is is um, I noticed with this stuff, the NFL guys, some of like the former NFL players were all bad coaches. Number one, number two, some you know I don't know like Rod Woodson's the coach of Vegas. Like really, 
All right, you're the coach. Okay, you're a great football player. You're going up against Bob Stoops. Bob Stoops and all of his buddies and his coaching buddies and his staff and all this, you know. And another thing is, so, like, Birmingham were really good, man. Like, they won that thing. Who was their coach? Wasn't it Larry Fedora? Right? It was Fedora, and remember it was the, it was the other guy, Holtz. So, I was confused. Whatever. In the championship game, man, it was like Holtz versus Fedora. And college coaches are used, number one, to dealing with new players. They have a turnover all the time. They're also used to dealing with not sort of like mega star guys, right? They're, you know, the mid-tier college guys. I And they're used to training camps and like, okay, I've only got a limited amount of time with this team. How do I put this together? And what, what should we work? You know what I mean? I just think I noticed that. And it seems to me a lot of the guys are like, you know, like Fisher, Right, oh, yeah, I'm Jeff Fisher. I'm going to go about this my NFL way and stuff. It's like, dude, it's the XFL. It's a different league. You're not dealing with pro players. Like, they're pros, but it's different, right? You know, it's sort of more college-like. And I find the college coaches are actually pretty good at this. And I think Bob Stoops, listen, Bob Stoops was good at this before, and it got shut down. Like, he's going to be good at this. And I, I have confidence that Bob Stoops is going to win the championship. Arlington to win. And... I think the odds makers aren't dumb. I think they get this right. I think they get it right. They scout this stuff. They go watch the the, the exhibition games in private. The leagues invite them because they want you know get good numbers out and stuff, and they want people to bet on it. So they want the books involvement. I remember I told you before. Jay Cornegate did a great job from the uh, the Westgate and the Superbook. Uh, Cornegate did a great job with the um, the Alliance League. I remember and the USFL. And I spoke to him, and he told me. He goes, yeah, yeah, I went down to San Antonio and I saw their practices and they, they he said they basically had a, a tour for sportsbook guys, <laughs> for the odds makers, right? They basically said, listen, here are the teams, these guys have, you know what I mean? And like, so the odds makers could set numbers. They can't be blind on it. So they've done their research on this and I give them the benefit of the doubt. I personally look at Arlington and I looked at it, I was like, damn, these guys, these guys ain't playing around. And in fact, even Stoops here. What's it? I got a quote here from Coach Stoops. I got, a, I got, a, I got a quote. All right, from uh, Stoops. What did he say? It was something about like causing hell and havoc. <laughs> something about causing hell and havoc. I'm looking for the exact quote. Basically, they were talking about they're going to punch people in the mouth. They're going to raise hell, cause havoc, and win. <laughs> like, 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 I like their attitude. Their quarterback, Kyle Sloter, New Orleans Breakers, all USFL, played for the Minnesota Vikings. Backup quarterback, Drew Pitt, uh, Ball State, good quarterback. He's the backup, though. Running back, uh, Devion Smith. Devion Smith led the XFL in rushing yards in 2020 before they shut the league down in the pandemic. He played for the Tampa Bay Vipers. So you see what I'm saying? They got, all right, they got an all-USFL quarterback. They got the best uh, running back from the XFL from two years ago on the team now. Uh, They got Kenneth Farrell uh, on the team as well. Backup running, nice one-two punch, good running back. Keith Ford, wide receivers, Flynn Nagel. Flynn Nagel uh, played for this team before already, so he already knows the system. They bring in Jordan Smallwood, former L.A. Wildcat wide receiver, who's very good. 
they're deep at the wide receiver position, these guys. Ja'Cory Sullivan, Tyler Vaughns, uh, Sean Moster. They've got a bunch of speed burners. They're loaded. Uh, their offensive line is deep as hell. Um, their defensive line, as I stated, man, like I put a lot of work into this. And their defensive line, dude, they got like two dudes from the Birmingham Stallions, like the, the championship USFL team. So, like, they've – and they also hired – Stoops hired a bunch of the Birmingham coaches. So, like, the Birmingham coaching staff is coming over that, like, won a championship, joining Stoops, and they brought a bunch of the players with them. Like, they're just stacked. They're just they're, – they're an all-around stacked football team right now coming into this thing. Their linebacker core, deep. How about this? They got uh, Donald uh, Donald Payne. Donald Payne led the USFL in tackles. All right, with the Houston Gamblers. As I said, I could go on and on about this team. They're secondary. Um, they're, they're secondary, just loaded. Uh, former NFL guys, USFL guys that won the championship. As I stated about this uh, this Arlington team. They're an all-star team of all these leagues. You know what I mean? All right, we got the best We got the best running back from the XFL. We got one of the best quarterbacks from the USFL, and he played in the NFL and Kyle Sloter. Played for the Vikings, good quarterback. Um, you know, we've got, you know, oh, yeah, we got the best defensive lineman from the championship team in Birmingham. We're stacked in the secondary with NFL guys and other, like, big, big talent guys. Hell of a team. Now they got to go out and do it. They got to do it, but... And not to mention, too, the league is based in Arlington. So all of the teams, all of the teams are based out of Arlington, Texas. They're going to live in Arlington, Texas. They got a state-of-the-art facility and stuff. This, this ain't like that Kiss reality show where they're all living in like a, you know, cockroach-filled little uh, apartment unit. They, you know, the Rock is first class. Danny Garcia is first class. So they have first-class training facility, all living in nice places. And... Um, they're going to train every day. They train and practice in Arlington, but then they'll, they'll both teams will fly out to the respective cities to play the game. So, but Arlington, Arlington uh, don't will, will Arlington will travel half as less as everybody else, right? They don't have to travel for their home games. Everyone else will. You know what I mean? Like, so the team, like the Seattle Sea Dragons are flying from Arlington to Seattle, but after the next day, they're going to fly back to Arlington. Like, they're not going to live in Seattle. And it made more sense because they have a state-of-the-art facility so they can all train and then in one spot, they can have their doctors there and stuff. The Rock can have the XFL doctors overlooking and the trainers overlooking. Sort of think like the UFC Performance Center. Same thing. Like, they basically have an XFL Performance Center. So, and it's really nice as you look at the video. I don't know. I should know. I'd say, oh, I know everything. But I don't know, like, I don't know if it's, like, TCU or, like, who they did this in partnership with. Because, like I said, it's, like, big time. Like, they got, like, a serious-ass gym and workout and football fields. And I'll look into, like, who they signed a deal with with all that. But we're fired up. We're prepared. We're ready to go. I'm taking the Arlington Renegades to win, plus 450, the, the championship. And the good thing about this is it's only like two and a half months. There's only eight games, two playoff games, and a championship. 
This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates, including 97.1 The Freak in Dallas, uh, Fort Worth. Let's step uh, up and in onto the hardwood uh, right now. Dan Favalli joins us from the Bleacher Report to talk NBA basketball. Dan, it's always a pleasure. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us tonight. Oh, no problem. Thank you for having me as always. So it's All-Star Weekend in Salt Lake uh, City this weekend, but let's start off in Boston. What are your thoughts on the Boston Celtics officially naming Joe Mazzullo their head coach, uh, removing the interim uh, tag and giving him a contract extension? Do you agree uh, with um, this, or do you think that they should have waited to see how the season and the postseason more specifically played out? I think it was just smart to do it now. Clearly, they have not missed a beat for the most part in Ime Udoka's absence, and there's value in just like sort of removing the storyline from the rest of your season. Um, and I think that that was more important than anything. And had they been struggling, like the fact that it hasn't been a bigger topic for them, we just had this team make the NBA Finals. Their head coach was suspended for, for the entire year. Um, that would have been like a major thing to talk about, just hanging over their heads. And so the fact that they've been so dominant, um, the only team that ranks top five in offense and defense this year, you're rewarding Missoula for a good job done. But I also think that you're removing a potential distraction as we get into the latter part of the season and, then of course, the playoffs. What what are the biggest differences between what Missoula is doing right now, or has he not really changed uh, anything? So uh, what I guess I'm saying is, is the roster that good that not? I'm not saying that anybody can coach this team, but is you know is Missoula pushing the right buttons, or is he just staying out of the way? It's probably a combination of both, but I do think there have been some changes in how they're playing. I don't know if there's anything to do with Missoula, but like Derek White is clearly playing on offense with more confidence and has been on an absolute heater. I also think it helps the offense in general that this team has Malcolm Brogdon where they didn't have him last year. I think probably the biggest difference that Missoula would have impacted is it does feel like Boston isn't as reliant on the two big minutes. They seem more inclined to go with one big, maybe watch RW3's minutes when he's been healthy, ditto for Al Horford. And so I think that's been 
maybe one significant tweak, but this is, I'm with you, not anyone could just coach this roster, but the pieces were just in place for them to be dominant. And I think what's more important is that he came in, didn't try to reinvent the wheel, had, again, a slightly deeper rotation with the addition of Malcolm Brogdon. And I do like some of the, the lineups that he's run, and if he's had any impact in just empowering Derek White's confidence on offense, that's been huge for Boston all season. Well, one player who was voted an all-star, but he won't be playing uh, in the game, is Zion Williamson. And, you know, I'm thinking about this, Dan, and the fact that it's not a bigger story, actually, is almost the story, isn't it? In that when you see and people hear, and especially casual fans hear, that Zion is hurt again, they're not surprised. And, you know, they kind of shrug their shoulders and say, well, he's always hurt. And we don't want to pile on, but he's missed 170 of a possible 284 games. He was only going to be out for, you know, a week and a half or two. And then it was, well, maybe another two weeks. And now they're basically saying, listen, we don't know, right? I don't know. Maybe a month, a couple of weeks, a month. And even when he comes back, it's, it's hard to, you know, if you were his teammate right now, even if he came back, would you actually believe, all right, he's going to be with us. And they're in such a free fall right now. It might be too late by the time he gets back. What are your thoughts on Zion and what's going on in the Bayou? Yeah, I think it's fair to have these awkward discussions. There's, like you said, you don't want to pile on, and I think a lot of people have a tendency to blame the player, and it's clear based off things we know, the way Zion's body looked this season, that this is not his fault. This isn't someone who's just lagging behind the scenes. But now he's, you know, you mentioned the absences. It's also just the sheer number of different injuries. There's nothing chronic, but they're all in his lower body, and that makes you wonder, okay, even if he does stay healthy, what kind of window are we working with um, with regards to his prime, because he's not going to get more athletic as time goes on, especially with all these injuries. And it creates this urgency to where you feel like you have to compete now. And is that going to spill over to the offseason? Does it make you explore more impulsive, bigger-time moves? And yet, can you justify doing that when you don't know if Zion's even going to be available? And so the entire discussion, there's not an answer, and it's worth having. Zion is a transcendent player when he's healthy, but he hasn't been able to stay healthy. And I think the bigger issue is, and I don't know if this is organizational or if this is just them trying to protect his body, but the lack of transparency behind these timelines where all of a sudden you kind of release a timeline, but then you come out and you don't even necessarily explain what the setback is. You just say, oh, his timeline is open-ended. I don't really think that's helped his case either with, with the lack of transparency the organization has had with regard to his injuries. That's a great point. And I don't know if they're almost trying to make him look bad with that. That is a great point that you raised, Dan, because it almost makes it seem like, well, wasn't it supposed to be two weeks, right? Like then the perception becomes, oh, I thought he was only supposed to be out this long. Was it misdiagnosed? Is there a frustration there? And they were in a tough spot. You know, it was almost like Kawhi Leonard in a a younger situation, though, in a sense that – well, Kawhi really hasn't done anything for Balmer, and he didn't really have a choice but to, to re-up and pay him again. And the Pelicans were in this strange situation in which he really hasn't lived up to, to you know, he hasn't lived up, he hasn't lived up to the to the money and, you know, the expectations that we've had for him, but we can't not pay him. And now here they go again right now. Yeah, it's a, it's a difficult spot. I will say, I think what's different for New Orleans is that if they weren't going to pay Zion, they were just going to have to start over anyway. And they're not in a market where they might have had an opportunity to get another Kawhi outside of drafting him. And so it's worth the dice roll because Zion, we've seen, when healthy, can be a top-ten player. And New Orleans' best chance of having that player is to draft and then continue to pay him. But when he's not staying healthy, it complicates how you flesh out the rest of your roster. And they have enviable depth, but since he's been out, they've been terrible. And, yes, they've dealt with other injuries, but there are teams where if you remove their best player, they would love to have C.J. McCollum, Jonas Valanciunas, 
all these wings. And now B.I. is back, and he's Brandon has played pretty well, and you're still losing games. And so you wonder if there's something wrong with the entire process here, independent of Zion, because as, as important as he is, they have the depth and talent to be better than borderline awful, which is what they've been without him this year. Dan Favalli from the Bleach Report uh, joining us. I am Gable Morenci. I think, you know, just I was just thinking as you were talking there, Dan, you notice a pattern here? As the year goes on as well, the teams that don't play defense start to lose more, like as the year goes on. <laughs> and, you know, there's all these flashy teams, and I know they went on that big run earlier in the year, and they had a seven-game win streak. And, you know, listen, I was one of the people high on the Pelicans. I really was, but... I don't know if they have that, you know, and it's clear that this season is starting to uh, starting to slip away uh, from them. I do like Boston. I like the defense that they play. I love the I love the Brogdon uh, acquisition from a defensive perspective. Once they get into the playoffs, so it's it's All Star Weekend. I know you feel the same way that I do about this dunk contest. I mean. At this point, you know, like really, this is the NBA All Star Weekend, bro. You're charging people a premium price. Um, you're charging networks a premium uh, price to, to broadcast this stuff. And you've got like 10-day contract, guys. No disrespect, right? But <clears throat> seriously, I mean, what are we doing here? And what can be done? And what I don't understand, Dan, the biggest thing to me is that a couple of these young superstars, a guy like Morant, uh, you know, a, a guy, young, a young guy doesn't look and say, you know what? If I do this, I could have my Jordan moment. I could sell a ton of shoes. I'm amazed. Like, clearly they don't respect silver, and silver can't squeeze them. I'm amazed, Dan, that, like, their agents don't say, bro, you can become a household name like Vince Carter, Michael Jordan, D. Brown got the Reebok deal, bro. You know, no one, no one would have cared about Spud Webb. Yeah, he was small, but he, you know, he was in the dunk contest. He won the dunk contest. I don't get from, from a monetary standpoint, because that's all they care about, I don't get from a monetary standpoint that one guy doesn't think, you know what? I'll be able to sell a hell of a lot of effing shoes and get a really good shoe deal out of this if I win the dunk contest. I don't get it, Dan. But I think there are two things that are into play. The money for a lot of these guys is already just so absurd when you look at John Moran's contract that there probably isn't a financial incentive that you could feasibly offer them that would convince them to do the dunk contract. You're right. I, he already got the $180 million or 200 from them. You're right. It's a good point. <laughs> and then the other thing is just like, yes, they could have, as you mentioned, their Jordan signature moment. But I think there's also, to them, the risk outweighs the reward where, one, what if the dunk contest stinks and you become this, walking meme and there's also the pressure what can you do that hasn't been done before we've seen so much and i think every dunk contest virtually has been viewed as this disappointment ever since we had the zach levine aaron gordon showdown and i think that pressure gets to these guys where they're marquee names they don't have to do it because it doesn't really further their brand in any way they would have to have their jordan moment for it to benefit them and i don't know that you can go into this and just think oh, okay, like I'm going to have my Jordan moment. And I do think we're also kind of seeing it spill over to, to rookies who maybe aren't established, where you saw Shaden Sharp pull out of the yeah. contest. And so I, I do agree it's an issue. I just don't know what the solve is, to be honest with you. No, it's a, it's a great point that you raise. It's a fair point from their perspective. I've, I've said the same thing. I think they want to lose. I don't think they want to look bad. But then also, isn't that what being a, an elite athlete is about or performer? I was just thinking about, like, Rihanna. Like, you know, you can say, well, I'm already mega rich. I've already sold a ton of records. Why would I want to play the Super Bowl 
um, I, you know, only bad things can happen. I might, you know, I mean, people are going to criticize me. The show might not go well, and then you know, I'll, I'll, I'll forever be known. No, she stepped up and she did it. It's just weak, isn't it, Dan? To me, it's just weak. You know, like, it's like, so what? You know, so fans in Salt Lake, I guess they're going to have the joy of watching the NBA All-Stars sit on the, sit courtside, right? For this stuff, like... Ah, it's just it's yeah. frustrating. I was, I, you know what? I was there for that uh, that All Star weekend. That was Kobe's last um, Kobe's last All Star game. It was in Toronto. That was freaking epic, man! Jumping over the mascots and stuff. That was badass. <laughs> and I think the key is going to be, and let's use John Morant as an example. If you agreed to participate this year. You either beat Matt McClung, which you're supposed to, or you lose to him. In which case, then that's what the discussion is going to be. You need to figure out a way to make sure that there's at least one other guy. That players oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know, and I'm not even thinking, you know, like it doesn't have to be Megastar. Like, even like a guy like, I tell you what, like Achua. Achua, does he, you know I mean? Is he going to do, um, you know, is he going to take off for the free throw? I know. But he can do a violent dunk. Hell, Scotty Bards, like just name guys. Like you said, it, you know what I mean? I totally get that. There's, it's, in LA, it's, I get that. It's like an MMA thing. If I fight the guy and I win, nobody cares. If I lose, I'm the loser. So I totally get that aspect, but they've really, really got to dig in. And I guess the only the only way, because they don't care about load management, people like you and me write about it, talk about it, fans complain. I guess the only way really is, is if the sponsors, right, Dan? If the sponsors of the NBA whoever sponsors the NBA All-Star Weekend says this is not good enough, I think that's the only thing that'll change anything. Yeah, I mean, that or, like, do we can you tweak it to, like, are they allowed to try and dunk on someone of their choosing from the league who can't really defend them, just has to stand in front of the rim and get dunked on? I don't know. <laughs> like if it's not financial, there needs to be something creative, like the way that they've, you know, they've, they've drummed up interest in the All-Star draft, which I can respect, and now they're going to do the draft right before the game. And so that's just sort of this quirky, sensible, yet sensible tweak. And I don't know if there's something from a competitive standpoint you could do, but I would be with you. If the sponsors, especially the ones who are signing these guys off the court, whereas if you're asked, if Nike said, hey, if you're asked to do a dunk contest, you have to do it at least once or twice or whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. The only other way that I could see this changing. You know, we'll get you out of here, Dan, but I was speaking to someone that's very close to, uh, to, to a couple of guys in the NBA, and Salt Lake City's been a hard sell, bro. Right, like players are not like overly enthusiastic about this. Like they're they're showing up like it's like going to school when you're a kid. Then you know what I mean. They're showing up when the bell rings, and they're out of there when the bell rings. Like it's one of those deals. Dan, right, it's why uh, you know, like Des, Desmond Bain saying he doesn't want to do the three point contest. I don't think guys want to go there, and I think we're increasingly seeing players want the actual break, the vacation. They don't want to work during their vacation. So as a fan, it's disappointing, but I also kind of get it from their perspective. Yeah, and I don't want to throw every fan in Utah to the bus, but maybe if you stop saying so many mean, nasty, crazy things to players, they wouldn't hate your city so much. Uh, Dan, it's always a pleasure. Thank you very much. Dan from Valley Bleach Report. Always good, Dan. Great stuff, buddy. No problem. Thanks for having me. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide 
at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Like that anger match for class three with a warning. All right, so we broke down the um, the Rising Stars uh, challenge. We gave you our strategy uh, for this. The G League guys are going to bring it. I think they'll have their entertaining moments. But the NBA guys, it's actually a cool concept because the guys in the NBA really will not want to lose uh, this. So I think they'll have the you know they'll be very focused uh, here. And what I like about this is, so Team Deron Williams and Team Pakasal are both favorites of plus 170. And um, and Team Joakim Noah is plus 330, and Team Jason Ter- Terry is plus 500. But the thing is, Team Joakim Noah and Team Jason Terry are playing each other. Jason Terry's a G League team. So, Matthias, I went over the rosters uh, before. There's some guys that are going to be out, injured, etc. but you got the gist of it. My team, Team Pau Gasol, Alvarado, Bancaro, Barnes, Matherin, Keegan Murray, Andrew uh, Nembart is pretty solid. So I'm going to take Joakim Noah's team with, uh, with what, what is it, Giddy, Grimes, Mobley, Jabari Smith, Soshan, uh, Jalen Williams, um, Quentin Grimes. I think they're going to beat the G League guys, and then I'll have them at plus 330 in the final against what I hope is Team Pau Gasol at plus 170. Joachim Noah, man. Team Joachim Noah. It's Team Deron Williams, Team Jokic, Team Pau Gasol, and Team Jason Terry. Thanks to all of our guests here this evening. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.